Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Seek, Go, Create podcast. This is Tim Winders, your host. Thank you for downloading and listening. Plus, I want to continue to thank all of you that are commenting, sharing, rating. We really appreciate that. If you want to get in touch with us, contact us at seekgocreate.com or email us at connect at seekgocreate.com. That's connect at seekgocreate.com. We appreciate you and we want to provide you great content interviews and value today is very special. It is something that I believe is going to provide some great information for you. And we have J.K. Winders as our guest. And you may recognize his last name. Yes, we are related. He is my son. But I I want to say this is not dad talk. He is super talented, just like his mother. Um, He's an author, artist, photographer, traveler. But big thing that I'm excited about, he's also the producer, engineer of this podcast. And on top of that, he does all of our branding. He's a branding expert. So we're going to have a lot of conversation about some things, a cool project or two that he's working on that he's going to share about. But first... I got to ask you. First of all, good to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so I'm I'm actually really excited to be here cashing in some of my uh, my nepotism chips. <laughs> nepotism chips. Yeah, yeah. And we are in your RV, we, not my RV. We are in my roaming studio apartment. Um I had to had to clear it off. I'm a, I'm a, kind of excited. You kind of know how what it's like in this realm. I'm excited that I'm actually going to be moving spots here in the next day. So it's a little bit in disarray right now, but um, you know, we're here in Colorado spending time with with family, just kind of rendezvousing before we go off our separate ways. And um I, I get to move from my ice skating rink where I'm at right now to a nice sunny spot um up in the premium, the premium shelf where Theopolis is parked. Yeah, up the up the road near us. So yeah, we I, for those that may not know that be listening in, Glory and I, his mother. Um, his father. So anyway, we are in our 39 foot RV that we named Theo and uh, we call him Joshua, but also we call also call him JK. That's kind of his professional name maybe, but uh, he actually is in his RV. Tell us just briefly about your RV. My RV, his name is Barnabas. Uh, he is a 25 foot class C um, and he's just maybe one of my favorite things that I've ever owned because it's he's he's my adventure mobile he's my my studio space office it's it's the greatest thing that that I could have ever thought to have you know at this stage in my life yeah we're taking some images of us doing this recording and maybe we'll be able to include those in in some of the notes or the uh, the marketing that we do for this episode, but uh, yeah, it's really cool and the sound is really good. In here. I, I know I was really I was really excited to kind of test out some of the acoustics in here, and I'm think, really really happy. I think the sound's better in yours than mine. I don't know if it's because of all the stuff sitting around. It could be. It could <laughs> be because of the muffling. clutter. <laughs> the clutter is yep. helping. So anyway, all right. First thing I want to ask. All right, so we're in this cool spot. I've got J.K. Winders here. First thing I've got to ask, you are the producer director of this podcast, the Seek Go Create podcast. What is the absolute best thing about being the producer director of this podcast? Um, That I can muscle my way into doing an interview. (laughs) That you have favoritism? That I have some favoritism? No, I... Actually, that's not the way I operate. You can tell. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, I I had to convince very hard to to finally get an interview on here. Um, My... 
quite honestly, my favorite part of of this this job that I get to do, um, you know, I'm the uh, I'm the engineer, so I'll be able to take this episode and make myself sound really eloquent and and, um, and affluent. But I've I've affluent or affluent? Was I don't affluent? know. I don't know. I, anyway, just keep going. Yeah, Maybe we'll you know, edit that out. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's one of those two. But um, I I loved just kind of being able to you know just get the raw conversations just to be able to listen to them absorb them um you know the 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 conversations that have happened up until this point on the podcast have just been um you know all the all the wisdom that i've received from my father just condensed down into you know over the past 26 years i've received i've just it's just been kind of condensed down into these these handful of episodes and it's been, it's been great to kind of go back and and reabsorb that um over the past couple cool. of months yeah i think we're 30 maybe 35ish episodes in uh, that sounds and, about right yeah and 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 but now though we've got a lot of the interviews how's mm-hmm. that been editing i mean i know there's been some technical yeah. challenges but the content though the con- the content has been has been great and it's definitely been kind of you know, an exercise for us because we have kind of sort of been you know making it up as we go along especially me from you know the the technical side it's you know really been a question of you know how do we make this work for the best because i'm i'm i definitely look more so of ex- excellence from the technical and the production aspect mm-hmm. of it. And sometimes you do just kind of have to, you know, push past that and just recognize that this is just a, a great conversation that people yeah. just need to hear and needs to be shared. And and we have this issue that we have to shoot for excellence, not perfection. Yes. Because I know you have a little bit of that personality that, and, and it makes it challenging. I mean, we're, we're in an RV. Mm-hmm. We, we, before we even pushed record, we waited for about a 40 foot rig to go by just mm-hmm. outside your window because it could have picked up on the microphone and yep. there's another vehicle driving up the road. Now we won't hear it, but yep. we have, we have issues that some may not have. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I had to, I had to make sure that, you know, furnace was turned off cause it's, you know, right by our feet and it, blares out when it's getting a little bit too cold in here and you know it's it they're fun challenges they're fun challenges that have been you know fun to kind of you know figure out the workarounds and it, and it is what it is and you know what we're, i'm having fun with it and i think now just so people know the way the structure is this is not like dad saying hey son give me some free engineering editing. My company is contracted with your company. It is. And so this is a business and we have business meetings, conversations, and other other people in our family are part of this business also. So I do want to make sure people understand that because some people are going, oh, he's just got this great young hotshot talent that does free stuff. No, there's some money that changes hands. There definitely is. And, and there is kind of always this challenge of like, okay, I got to, I got to constantly be, you know, up in my game so that, you know, if someone better comes along, 
there's not this kind of competitive. That's right. That's yeah. exactly right. Man, I love the thought of that. So, all right. Now that we, and we're seeing, we're giving people a little bit of a behind the curtain before we dive into some of the things that you have expertise in and some of the exciting things you have going on. But since, since I asked you about the best thing, mm-hmm. maybe what's something that's not so much fun? We already talked about some technical challenges. And right. All. Um, you know, something that's been really difficult or a challenge, not working with the host then mm-hmm. you can't say that yeah but anything else you might could say <laughs> well you know it's when you kind of just put it out there it's like i feel the need to do a podcast huh. and we were and we were all just kind of sort of like okay we don't really know the best way to go about doing that like how do you market that how do you get that in front of people how do you push that to people and that was that was a bit of a a bit of a challenge and i think that that's something that we're still kind of sort of figuring out especially you know um working with the branding how do you you know create something that is you know visually appealing for people to just stumble upon whether they're on social media or if they're just you know browsing through um, you know, the Apple um, iPod space or the Spotify iPod space. What's um, uh, what's just something that jumps out at people and, you know, makes them say, I could I could listen to that. When there's 700,000 other Absolutely. podcasts yes. out there. Yeah, that, I mean, that probably, and we have a lot of discussions mm-hmm. about that. So we're really kind of giving people a glimpse of, you know, I think our first goal is to put out good content, good quality, mm-hmm. something good. And then there's obviously marketing pieces. We're going to talk in a little bit about branding. I, you know, I want everybody to know that that JK also, all the images you see, all the branding on all of our social media, the, all of that is his. He does that. He's and, and we're kind of noticing that branding could be a real gifting that he's kind of just now getting tapped into. We'll talk about that in in just a moment. But before we go much farther, let's kind of do a little bit of a shift here. I, I like to ask people, you know this, because mm-hmm. it's one of the first questions I ask. We're a little bit off track on I'm, my I'm, on my normal. I think so, I'm sweating as to what's coming up. <laughs> yes, like <laughs> uh, I give people like their bios. I like to read, you know, the flowery speech and everything. And then I kind of put people on the spot and say, okay, you got 10 seconds, 20 seconds. You're in an elevator. Somebody says, what do you do? So, JK, I'm in your RV here. We've got a little more than 20 seconds, but let's pretend. What do you do? What do you really do? Well, I'm a I'm a visual artist. Um, I I am a freelance um, creative director and consultant. I work with different projects for different businesses, um, and uh, and I'm a full time nomad. Full time nomad, good. So you got it in pretty quick there. Pretty quick. I, that was that was the question that I'm just like. I really hope that he doesn't ask me that. And I thought it was in the clear there for a second. No, I was coming. I have to it. I have not perfected the elevator pitch, and that's something that. Everybody needs everyone. To. Everyone needs to. Yeah, I do recognize you, that. You yeah. do need to. All right. I'm going to I'm going to kind of dig at you a little bit because for many years now, you have been considered a photographer. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with being considered a photographer, mm-hmm. but you get a little bit. Um, I don't know if boxed in, pigeon. I don't know what the right word is, but yeah. but you are a photographer, but more than that. Talk talk ab- about that, because I bet there's people that are listening, JK, mm-hmm. that they struggle with the same thing. You know, I've kind of I've kind of limited myself with what I say I do. Right. Well, I think that that definitely for me, that conversation kind of took a bit of a spin 
when I started getting into photography, you know, I, you know, I, I studied it. I, you know, looked at, you know, kind of the most effective ways to go about developing yourself as a, as a photographer. And most people said, you have to find a niche. And I was... I was, wasn't particularly a, a fan of that because there were so many different things that I enjoyed capturing, enjoyed taking photos. I love doing portraits. I love doing landscapes and all these different, you know, facets of, of the medium. So I, even within that creative outlet, I didn't really want to pigeon myself into. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, all, th- all throughout, you know, high school, you, you remember I had a, just a lot of different interests um, in videography and storytelling, writing. Um, ph- photography wasn't really even on the radar at that point. And um, these these were all things that I just I enjoyed doing. I, I enjoyed experimenting in and exploring. And I think that if if it's something that you think that you can find, you know, a bit of a bit of range in and you enjoy doing it, add that on your business card. Like, you know, put a little hyphen between between jobs and things that you're good at. That's what I've done. Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah, just, I just uh, a while back after we you know, went through some challenges with business. Mm -hmm. I just said, and really it was just kind of a prayer, Lord, what is it that I really do? What is it that I'm good at and things like that? Before, I want to go into kind of how you branched out Mm -hmm. from photography. But what I really wanted to ask is to to tell the story, because I know there was some struggle involved with how you came to this, how you ended up into photography, kind of I'll use the word journey, and uh, a little bit about that season in yeah. your life. Can you share some stuff? Absolutely, it, and it, it it definitely is exactly that. It's a it's a journey. You've you know you've you've already shared some of the some of the more difficult times that our our family has entered into um, on the podcast, and um and you know that that affected us in 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 different ways. I think I think for me, I just kind of wanted to escape from it. You know, we were in Georgia. We were in this. Um, two-story house that was you know plenty of empty rooms because we had just been trying to sell and get rid of all the stuff that we had procured and I Dulcie my sister she was already off at college at this point I was kind of approaching the end of you know my high school days the good old days and um and I was just kind of ready to wash my hands of kind of that that, that that's a really blunt way to put it, and I do apologize, but I just kind of I wanted to distance myself from that chapter. So, what I ended up doing was I ended up moving across the country from uh, small town Georgia all the way to Los Angeles because I I had interested in in, um, in pursuing filmmaking and um, different areas of of that industry. But like so many things, you get there and you kind of see kind of like the just the the muck and the mire of the the nature of the industry and you're you kind of realize like maybe this isn't exactly what i wanted so because you, you had some contacts there i and, did yeah and you had been doing some things with you know some amateur video yes and, and mm-hmm. editing and you you really did have a gift in that area but you probably didn't know to what extent i do want yeah. to catch people up a little bit that if for some reason they don't know what our family's story was mm-hmm. 
when when JK was late teen years, his sister was early college. We went through that was 08, 9, 10, 11, 12 when we were going through business collapse. We were we were moving towards, I would say rapidly, but slowly moving mm-hmm. towards basically being homeless. Your mother and I, which means we looked at our children and said, we don't have a home. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't either, <laughs> which in many ways that's leadership development, but it's a swift kick out. And so, so that was the, that was kind of the paradigm you had as you were being moved out to LA at what, 18, 19 oh, years yeah. old and had everything you owned in your, you know, sporty 93 Mazda. My sporty 93 Mazda that barely had a radiator in it. So it, it overheated a couple times going across, across the country, across I-10, across I-20, I-10, one coast to the other. Um, and so, you know, I'm just, I'm in Los Angeles at this point. I'm, you know, late teens, not even in my twenties yet. Mm-hmm. And more, more or less, I'm just kind of floating. I kind of don't really know, you know, what I want to do, what, you know, what I feel called to do as, as we put it. But, um, but I, I had kind of in my possessions, in my in my few possessions that I still had, I had just kind of a modest little Canon Rebel T3i. And just as, as a way of kind of acquainting myself with the city, I would just, I would go out into, into downtown and, you know, different, different areas, Santa Monica Pier, all these places in the city, and I would just dabble in street photography. I kind of embraced that challenge of you know trying to condense a story into one frame because I wanted to do that with film but then when I came across that challenge of doing it just with one image that became something something fun a kind of a fun new adventure for me to embark on was there any this is a deeper question here was there any therapy to that was that because we were all going through a lot of stuff yeah. as a family and we were attempting to help each other because yeah. that's what families try to do. But, yeah. but we were all hurting, I think, individually. Definitely. And to answer your question, absolutely. And I think that, that there's there's therapy in any kind of creative outlet. I I've I've come across tons of people that, you know, have experienced things way worse than we have and they found redemption and solace in the creative process because it's it's a journey and in a journey there's hope and so i think that that's definitely where therapy can kind of come in and really sort of heal you and show you that there is something better outside of whatever pain you're dealing with sure because i mean you had some you know you lived you sofa surfed for a little while i did you um, and your mother and I, this is an interesting conversation for us at times, mm-hmm. but you did sleep in your car a few times. I did do that. And honestly, I feel like if I hadn't have done that, I would not be living in an RV right now. Interesting. Tell, tell us more. Well, I mean, I, you know, that first night I slept in my car, I was, I was terrified. I was like, this is the worst thing that I could possibly be doing right now. I, you know, I just kind of like tucked into you know, kind of like a, a cul-de-sac off the beaten path a little bit. In the big city of in the LA. Big city of LA. I kind of buried myself in like used towels and and clothes in the back of my seat. 
And, um, you know, I, I give myself a little bit of props for my creativity. I ended up getting, you know, like a week free membership at, at the, at the Y to, to shower and everything there. And, um, yeah, I remember like after that first night, I just felt like so defeated and just so kind of like, like I, like I've failed. So just kind of, to kind of prove that I was still like a part of society, I went to, Four and Twenty Cafe in Studio City, and I got myself a nice hot breakfast because, at the very least, I could still do that. Wow! All right, now there's a lot of people listening to this going, "All right, Tim, what a horrible parent." <laughs> oh well. And 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 it did. It, it really was. It was. It was. It was tough for your mother and I because we were going through our own situation during that time almost living out of our van and all that. But as you moved Mm -hmm. through that, there was a great sense of pride that I had Mm -hmm. because I saw you overcoming some extremely tough things. And, and, and sometimes the tone of your voice started picking up. Was I, was I fooling myself or was those experiences causing something inside you to happen. I don't know. I don't know what to say. How do, how do I ask that? I, th- I, th- I think yes and no. Okay. Yeah, yes and no in the sense that like, okay, I didn't, looking back on it in, the, in that time, I did not want to be in that position. But at the same time, I think I was just kind of searching for my own story. And as someone who loves story and storytelling, I know that there has to be kind of those dips in those valleys in order to you know tell a story worth telling yeah, so you made it through it so i made i made it through i'm still here you're still i'm here. still here you... i'm okay i have slept in my car countless times <laughs> since that night intentionally intentionally yes. yes you have gotten some images that i don't think you would have even considered were it not for that time absolutely not yeah i mean i've i've you know car camped at you know trailheads where i have to you know get to a certain spot for sunrise i've you know been places where you know you kind of open up the car door after you know a couple hours of sleep and it's just the most incredible vistas that you know, no five-star hotel could have could have gotten you that experience. No, no, so. you've you've been able to capture quite a bit because of that, and you know we could have this discussion all day long. I think we all are who we are because of the experiences we've had, good and bad. Absolutely. And in many ways, some of those that we thought were bad at the time become more valuable. I mean, I've shared the same thing. I guess you could say this, that I wouldn't wish a lot of my journey on others, Mm -hmm. but I'm thankful that I went through that. Right. What are your comments to that? Um, different. (laughs) It's, it's, it's a little bit differently because I think I kind of, I've gotten to this point where I, I, I read, I can, I can recognize how I'm able to thrive in, you know, some, not so comfortable scenarios and I kind of sort of want that for people actually (laughs) I want people to kind of grow in the in that maybe discomfort because it really does it it's done wonders for me right right so you've so that journey I mean we're going to fast forward a little bit here Mm -hmm. you you started getting into a rhythm 
sort of after your time in LA where you had just tremendous doors open up for you to travel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it wasn't necessarily that you had massive amounts of money pile in and you were just all of a sudden wealthy and you were mm-hmm. going to travel. I mean, you were still, you know, you had airplane tickets and different things. You had missions trips that yeah. were made available to you. Um, so so travel just became something that in many ways defined you. Before we go into some of the places you've been, best mm-hmm. places and things like that, what has fueled your desire to travel? I'm trying to think if there's a if there's a short version to this, but the um the biggest catalyst that I can see to that was um in a way way back you know when I was still knee high and or less or less even it was it was when you were working for um for Bell South in Atlanta and you had to travel overseas pretty extensively and i remember every time that you went on you know your trips you you had to go to um south africa italy romania the philippines india you would always sit down with me with an with an atlas and you would show me where where we were on the atlas so i knew where georgia was an actual map to an actual not map to not, 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 not a phone. gps this was no ni- this was 1995 96 ish. mind you ish and I was able to kind of like witness these different places. More or less, I was kind of living vicariously through you because you would you would come back with these you know these trinkets and pictures and flags. I loved the flags so much. You used to know I, all the flags. You I know. did, and I. I, I've gotten a little bit rusty because we, you know, we have a couple flags at the at the head of the um the RV park where we're at. And I'm just like, okay, I know this one, this one, this one. Ooh, I don't remember that one. So I'm I probably got a bone bone up on my on my flag knowledge. But. You did. You were you were very young and you knew the flags mm-hmm. of almost all the country. So that so that started. You know, there was also this other thing that you had. And we're about to mash this together in mm-hmm. a story. Um, you loved trains. Mm-hmm. I mean, in fact, you had an engineering outfit. You had one of your birthdays when you were, I don't remember how old, that you, we went and had it on a train and all that. So t- talk about where that came from, because there's a story that I think is powerful that this leads to. Yeah, definitely. And I think it, it, actually, it, it actually helps that I just did some writing on, you know, my love for trains as, you know, a little three-year-old Joshy. And I, looking back on it, I think that there was there was definitely a part of me that loved just the idea of emotion, just eloquently, fluidly moving from one place to another. Um, I love just like watching trains, like model trains, just the way that they moved along the track and just like such a graceful way. I loved that. Um, and I think a part of me also really loved models and just the just the sheer engineering aspect of you know the um just um the the industry of of train travel and um everything that falls under that right so that led to you've you've actually traveled quite a bit and i'm going to ask you about places you've been and things like that but you were able to combine some missions work some business work and then in europe do some train travel yeah Tell us, tell us first about, you know, adult, older, mm-hmm. 25-year-old, 24-year-old, yep. JK, mm-hmm. all of a sudden now in Europe 
by yourself. You're solo traveling. I'm solo backpacking through Europe. Backpacking yeah. through Europe with your camera being your primary. Pretty item, much. Your backpack. And it's the only thing that understands the language. Tell, tell everybody just this briefly. Tell us about that trip and just the emotion and and what it was like for you. Well, that that was another trip like like you brought up previously, where an, an opportunity came about to go to Berlin and um, capture. Um, you know, a, a launch party for, um, for, um, for a product out there. And, um, it was kind of in the midst of, you know, planning to go over there that you actually suggested, you know, you've never done European travel. Why don't you extend this trip, your first time crossing the pond? Why don't you extend it for a couple months and just experience Europe? And I was just kind of like, why don't I? And you know, I was, I was, I was, I was. This was three years ago, I think it was, and I, I had, you know, researched the best ways to travel around Europe, and everyone says train is the is the best way to do it. And you know, for for people that are coming from abroad to Europe, they they have the on um, the Europe Pass, which is a global. Um, a, a global rail pass. Um, if you spring for the global, they have it for each of the individual countries. And you can literally just hop on and hop off of any train in Europe um, for the given time that you've bought your ticket for. And that was one of the most liberating experiences I've, I've ever embarked on. It was just one of the coolest journeys. I remember going... Um, going on to the Bernina Express, which connects um, central Switzerland to northern Italy. And it's one of just the most stunning, um, stunning rail journeys up and over the Swiss Alps down um, onto the north shore of Lake Como. And I just remember like the whole, you know, four hour train ride. My my head was just like hanging out the window like like a dog, like a dog. <laughs> and I, I really was just kind of like if three-year-old Joshua could see me now. Ooh. <laughs> awesome. So, so try, gosh, three years ago, that is, that's been a while. Mm-hmm. So, but, and, and it was a, a stretch where you had spent more time in Europe than you even had in the States and had traveled around because you went back over, I think for more business and some missions work. Tell, tell us a little bit about the opportunities there that opened up for you. Right. So, um, so my, uh, my now brother-in-law, he, at then he was just, you know, my sister's sister's boyfriend, but he was also, you know, a good friend. So I definitely lucked out in that area, but he had done some mission trips, um, uh, while he was, while he was a, a classmate of yours, um, in, in Bible college. And he had gone over and worked with a couple of uh, organizations in Europe. And he, had, he had mentioned to the head of this organization, you know, I, my, my, my girlfriend's brother, he's, you know, he, he knows how to work a camera. If you need anyone to, you know, document any of, any of your trips. And then, and then it was actually when I was in Berlin, because this, um, this organization was based in Berlin. I, I met with, you know, one of the, um, one of their employees and, um, and that just kind of got the ball rolling to, um, go over really just like a month after I got back from, uh, that first Europe, Europe trip, um, I was booking another ticket to go back over and capture um, uh, a trip in Romania. 
And then, and then I got invited to come back over for the entire summer. This is 2018 at this point. And for a good, for a good two years, I was kind of doing like three months, three months in Europe, three months back in the States, three months in Europe, three months back in the States. You were pushing the legal I I really was pushing. I had to like really look at the calendar and do the math and make sure that I was not breaking any laws. And you bopped out of the EU a few times. I did bop out of the EUs a couple of times just to kind of, just to really make sure that I was, I was not about to be, you know, arrested in, in your, in your, or kicked out and, you know, never able to go back to Europe. We obviously, we, we've seen images you've taken and they're, they're stunning that those missions trips Mm -hmm. are, are phenomenal. And you've, you can share some of the places you've been, but um, tell people just briefly what it's like. I mean, you know, you've captured national monuments and, and done events for people and products and all that, but tell just briefly what it's like to be with a group that's sharing the gospel or carrying coats to groups. And and we'll mention in a little while your Instagram and your mm-hmm. website so people can go see some of these. Yeah. But tell us about that. It's It was definitely interesting for me the first time going in because it was... You know, this is this is not really to you know pat myself on the back at all, but I don't really get culture shock anymore. I think I was able to kind of you know build up a little bit of an idea of what going into a Roma village for the first time was, and I mean it was it, it was it was it was tough. I think I think the toughest thing for me is that it, when when I go into document mode, I I, I I'm trying to like soak in as many details and like really just like seeing what all there is to to be captured and there's there's so many little stories that it that exist in that environment many of them heartbreaking um and um but there is there is this kind of you know rewarding factor being able to you know go into some of these homes and sit and have a conversation with these people and actually you know, hear their story. And, um, I I remember I was, you know, I was with a team and you know how some, you know, people, you go into a new environment, especially, you know, Western Christians, they go go into a new environment and they're just like, okay, now don't, don't drink the water. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. And then I go into, you know, a, a house and they're offering, you know, tea and cookies and, I wanted tea and cookies, so I accepted tea and cookies. And and the the two people that I was I was with, they just kind of looked at me or just like, what? what is it? I, was like, I wanted tea and cookies. These so, are people. These these are people, they're and offering they're offering gifts. They're offering gifts, the the least that they have, or part of the best yeah. ministry I could do is receive this gift. Yeah, them. yeah, and especially me, like I'm. The t- maybe the toughest thing actually that I that I wrestled with was that you know I came to I wasn't you know the minister I was the photographer so I'm kind of coming in and I'm just like taking photos taking photos taking photos I'm I'm taking I'm not really offering anything so so there there is kind of this different mindset that you you operate under just being the documenter of of these these kinds of trips it is kind of odd but but I, I want to encourage people will give your website and all in the in the notes for this episode 
there's one image that's just ingrained in my mind and your mother and I just almost tear up when we see it. It is y'all took some coats into these Roma villages mm-hmm. in Romania mm-hmm. and and they were new coats and there's this picture that you took and I'm sure you took many but mm-hmm. this one is there's a young girl I believe that is holding a coat and she's looking at the tag of a new coat I'm guessing and she's looking at it with just such awe mm-hmm. and reverence it is just absolutely phenomenal and I think it's a great message for those of us that live in this first world you know, we've got access to so many things mm-hmm. to understand how people appreciate things like just a coat. Yeah. Do you remember that image? I do. Absolutely. I remember I remember the school that we were in up in, um, okay, maybe I don't remember the name of the village because, you know, you, you've been to Romania. You, you're, in Romania. You remember some of the names that you have uh, to try and pronounce. It's a and small village in it's Romania. It's a small village in Romania. And... Um, and, and it was winter. It was cold. And it was winter. It was it was January, and um, but but at the same time, that was, you know, I people kind of asked me, um, you know, when I was three, four, or five years old, on top of being a, a train engineer, what did you want? What did you want to be when you when when you grow up? And and I would always kind of answer as like, I want to be a missionary because. I love to travel and I love Jesus. And it just made sense to little, you know, adolescent Joshua. That's the only option you knew. That's the only <laughs> option I knew. And um and you know, that that trip to Romania, that was that was my first mission trip. For whatever reason, I had, you know, tried going on, you know, se- several through, you know, middle and high school, but it, it for whatever reason it never happened. And that was my first mission experience. And um and it did just kind of, you know, create the sort of snowball to be able to, to keep returning to go back um, to Europe again and do you know more work in um, in in Germany. Um, uh, we did some work in Bulgaria, Greece, Albania, uh, Hungary, and um, and it it really has just created this um, these incredible opportunities to capture some um, some really beautiful stories sure i don't you just named off some countries real quick can you just rattle off other countries that you may have missed in that of that you've been able to visit in the last what three years in the last three years i remember okay so the first the first trip i did to europe i did kind of the um i did you know the i did central europe so that was uk germany switzerland italy spain france ireland the land of my people um and then, um, and then I was able to do um, uh, Austria, Czech Republic, uh, Greece, um, and then, um, and then this last year, um, I um, I picked off a lot of the a lot of the Balkans, and did Croatia, Montenegro, and um, and Slovenia. So, and all over the U.S., I want to shift a little bit mm-hmm. because you've captured. Well, I don't know that you've captured a lot of what you just mentioned in your books yet, but you've written three books. Mm -hmm. They're available on Amazon and your website. We'll put some links into that. You know, I, I, 
very impressed with how you did them. One, you, one, you just sat down for about two months and said, I'm going to write a book. And your mother and I kind of looked at each other and went, huh, okay. <laughs> um, but you've shared some of your travels in your books. You've mm-hmm. got three books out. Real quickly, give title and what each one is, and we'll let people go check those out separately from this because there's another project that we want to talk about as we wrap up. Definitely. Okay, so the, so the first book that I put out, um, it's called, it is called Hopeful Wanderer. And um, wait, wait, volume one, two, volume, right? volume one, <laughs> because so because I because I intended to do more than one or I kind of hope that it would do well enough to do a second one. And um, and what, what I just kind of wanted to do with it is I wanted to just find a unique and different way to journal and document some of my experiences on, on the road. And that first book, that was definitely sort of, you know, capturing my journey and and origins and not just images and not just images there's i I actually wrote words there were words verbs and nouns verbs and nouns both together all together yes um (laughs) um a couple pronouns in there because you know my mama didn't raise no fool <laughs> and your mother and, and your my mother's ma- very smart and my mother and she is, she's very smart she did talk me team she, she's my English, well the English funny teacher, story so. is, is that i'm sitting here a photographer he's captured all this he's doing a book and then i kind of see the author's print and i'm going wait there's there's words there's here. words here what is going on <laughs> there's a lot of words in this photo oh book yeah and 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 i well it's like i mentioned i always i always loved writing i think i that was another like really secret aspiration of mine was to be to become an author um but i didn't want to like commit to like writing a whole book at that point if if you know what i mean um you do know what i mean um a soon to be published author i think i'm off to the editor again as of the time of this recording congratulations we're all we're all super excited but um, so that's hopeful wonder volume one volume one first one that was the first one the the second one um is is off the beaten path that's volume two and that's really just kind of the the idea a helicopter well, first of all this guy went oh yeah so okay where were we <laughs> um second book so so the second book is um is volume two off the beaten path and um and with that i kind of wanted to um kind of delve a little bit more into my creative process as a photographer and also just kind of how i um just how I, I travel a little bit, you know, how I decide what locations I, I feel drawn to. And, um, and that was, um, that was very much kind of the idea behind that. It's, um, it's, it's similar to volume one. It's, it's also a photo, a photo journal with, with words. And then, and then the third book that I put out, that is, that was strictly just, um, a, a, a photo book and it's called horizons it's just a collection of landscapes um and that that one i i kind of i i did as a as a, as a birthday gift to um my grandmother um your your mother my mother yeah <laughs> um i dedicated to that to both um both her and my, and my my grandfather my my poppy and um and then also just, you know, popped it up on Amazon to try and make a little bit of money off of it. I really liked that book. That was one. I mean, and you, you, of course, you had all the work done with all the images, mm-hmm. but you took Horizons. Yeah. And it, it was, there was so much 
it was so much symmetry in mm-hmm. all, which I dig symmetry. Yeah. That was really cool. So people, well, people can go check those out. And obviously you wouldn't mind at all if people bought, bought books and all absolutely, that. But, absolutely not. All right. Well, we have, we've covered a lot of stuff. This has been really cool and lots of fun. And I do agree that this could be our new studio here in, in Barnabas yeah. because the sound seems to do, be doing very well. And um, we'll see, and, we'll see what happens once the clutter kind of goes away. <laughs> or, or we'll see what happens once the engineer gets to the edit. Let's yes. hope that the engineer can, can with, um, with good, uh, good conscious edit, mm-hmm. edit himself and, and also, all right, well, listen, a couple things, you know, I like to wrap up with this mm-hmm. and we may have just covered it, but what's next for you? What's next for me? Um, you know, maybe, um, Maybe a nice, a nice stiff drink with with neighbors so here in just a little bit. It is a it is a Friday night here at the uh, it's in in Colorado and it was sixty degrees today. It is. We're finally coming out of the February freeze and it's becoming the part of Colorado that we in, enjoy being in. So so some a whiskey may be in order. All right, you you know you have heard this question asked: seek, go create. And really, a lot of that name came from you. It was something that the Lord gave me years ago. You knew that. And when I was trying to come up with the name for the podcast, you said, why don't you do Seek, Go, Create, Dad? That's something mm-hmm. that meant something to you. Yeah. But what's the word? For me, it is it is go. And I and I, I, I say that with, without a doubt because I've listened to every single episode. I've listened to every single answer. And they all resonate with me. But I, I see kind of my own truth in that word. Go is, is, is the journey. Seek is, is, is the planning aspect and, and create is its own, um, its own way of, you know, putting your, your, your hand to the plow, but go is, is the process. And, and I think that that's, you know, just very much the season that, you know, we're, we're all in, we're in it as, as a family, um, we're in it as individuals. And that's, um, that's the word that, that jumps out to me. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast. And I want to say, I, I want to say thank you for all that you're doing for this podcast. We've gotten such feedback from people that says, it sounds so professional. It sounds so good. I'm going, well, I'm a little bit of that, but it's a lot of JK (laughs) because you've had to really work some magic with some of the calls where I've been online with New Zealand and we've been on Zoom calls and and we've had uh, back, you know, we've had noise in the background or worse. I thought I had noise, but I really didn't. Yeah. And (laughs) And, and you address it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like going, oh my gosh, that was a bulldozer that just rammed the RV. It's like, I didn't hear it. There was no sound. So anyway, but I I just want to say. Thank you. And I know that the people have listened, Mm -hmm. that they appreciate the engineer producer work and branding. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. I do appreciate it. It it really is. It really is my my pleasure. And and I also just want to say thank you to all the listeners, um, people that have uh, given given me personal feedback. You know, we're we're all we're all looking to kind of grow in this process. And we do just kind of appreciate everyone that's continuing to um, to tune in week after week and um, just support this um, this journey that we're on. I want to thank you all for listening to the Seek Go Create podcast. I hope that you've enjoyed this as much as I have. I do have a big favor that I want to ask of you. Please, if you have not already, subscribe 
to the podcast on whatever platform that you listen to it. That will connect you with us so that you do not miss any of the episodes. We usually release a new episode every Monday. In fact, we do release a new episode every Monday, but we are now introducing what we call SGC Extra Episodes on Thursdays. It won't be every Thursday, but there will be some Thursday episodes, so you don't want to miss those, so make you make sure that you subscribe. Also, if you've enjoyed this podcast, it would be excellent and very appreciated if you would rate and review it. And depending on which platform you listen to, you can also write a review and, uh, and that would be helpful. Here's my big request for you though. Please share this episode so that others can enjoy the podcast. There are now at least 700,000 podcasts available out there and it is very challenging to be discovered And I know that I usually listen to a podcast when someone, a friend, a business associate, someone on my social media, when they recommend a podcast. So I am asking you to do the same. If you've enjoyed this, if you've enjoyed this episode, if you've enjoyed this podcast, then please share it on your social media, text it to some friends. I I rarely listen to a podcast when I don't text it to someone. I think of someone that I want to text an episode to them just to share it. So do the same. Send it to your contacts via email. Put the link in, in your social media channels. Share it with at least one person. We would appreciate that so much. Thank you again for joining us today. We look forward to connecting with you on the Seek, Go Create podcast in the near future.